That's what it's I'm going to take my jacket off. Oh, my God. Now? Yep. You waited all this time? Been recording for like 10 minutes. Was that too much for you to handle? Now start it. Damn. I'm just saying you had you had all this time to take your jacket off. And just now start when I was, it. I was right in the zone. I was I had my momentum completely. You were going messing forward. up. You were fumbling over your sound. I just thought, you know what? If I'm gonna take it off, I need to take it off, baby. Enjoy. You are locked on Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> feels good to be back in the win column against Sacramento last night. This is Locked on Hornets presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. And you can find the show handle on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. 118 to 111, Doug. The Hornets were able to win. They were down double digits in the second quarter before they were able to come back and make that a five-point game at halftime. Then the Hornets were able to win big in the third quarter. They outscored the Sacramento Kings 32 to 18 in the third quarter. And then it was 25 to 27. Sacramento actually won the fourth, but too much damage done right after halftime. And Doug, that's kind of been the measuring stick for the Hornets, right? Whatever happens in the third quarter is going to determine what happens in the game. Now, Chicago, I think they lost, but they were able to hang around with the Bulls. Every other game has been if the opposing team blows the Hornets out in the third quarter or they make some second half adjustments and the Hornets fail to do so, then the Hornets are going to get beat down. And so I think this was another measuring stick. Hornets were able to come out strong and eventually hold on to the lead and get their second win of the year. Yeah, they played great. I'm just so I'm thrown off this morning, Walker. I got to be honest with you. I am not myself. Are we already off the tracks? We're already off the tracks, man. It's Halloween. I'm not a big fan of Halloween. I just say it's weird. Everybody's in costumes. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And are we getting grumpy, Doug, today? I'm a little grumpy. I didn't get that vibe. I'm a little grumpy. And then what throws me off even further is I log on to Instagram and Muggsy uh, posts this Instagram post of him and Lorenzen Wright and Malik Seeley. This is from the 90s. They're all in 90s style jackets and they're all holding Uzis. And it it just sent me down this internet rabbit hole. (laughs) Of trying to figure out where this was from. I've se- I feel like I've seen this before, but I didn't pay it enough attention. There, but- there's there's a lot going on in that picture, just meant I haven't seen this picture before, but my God, there's a lot going on in that picture. But go ahead. Again, it's Muggsy Bogues, Lorenzen Wright, and Malik Seeley all holding Uzis. Malik and Lorenzen are back to back, and then Muggsy is standing essentially under them, but up front. <laughs> Because if he was behind, you wouldn't right. be able no, to see Right, I got him. you. That would be weird. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I went down an internet rabbit hole, and I found out where this picture is from. All three of these individuals actually starred in an episode of a television series called The Sentinel. This was a season four, episode uh, three, uh, called Four Point Shot. The Sentinel is a TV series about a super soldier and and it surrounds this this episode surrounds this basketball uh, team called the Jaguars. So all three of these players played for the Jaguars. And I'm trying desperately to watch this episode. It's not streaming anywhere. I think I might have to buy some DVDs, which means I'm probably going to have to buy a DVD player anyway. Oh, Hornets played well. Second half. Whoa, they won a second half for once. I just pulled this photo up, and it is amazing. 
just like I thought it would be. Imagine three NBA players posing for a picture like this today. Couldn't happen. There is a lot going on with this photo. Not to mention R.I.P. Lorenzen Wright, right? Uh, that's pretty disturbing. Muggsy Bogues, they're all... Got, they've all they're all posting with their Uzis looking right at the well, camera. R.I.P. Malik This Seeley. is not 29. Muggsy's yeah, the only I, one right. living. Whew. Man, what a lot going on in that photo. I don't like the rabbit hole that I just went down. You went down a very uh, a good one compared to the one that I was going down. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. I tried to. Can we do that? You down for it? Okay. Ready for Sacramento? All right. Ready for a recap? Okay. P.J. Washington, excellent from the field last night. 10 of 13. And really was the guy at the beginning of this game to score for the Hornets more so than anybody. It was in the second half when everybody started to get going a little bit more, but it was PJ Washington that kind of kept them along. I think it was what did he did he start seven for seven from the field? Maybe not that good. Maybe that, four no, for you're right. it was seven for, yeah, no, seven, seven, seven for seven. Yeah. yeah. Seven for seven from the field. It, it's funny. We drafted Malik Monk to be the microwave a few years ago. PJ Washington is the microwave right off the bat. Micro he's the guy. Day. Yeah, he's the guy that comes in and hits shot after shot and does not miss and gets as hot as anybody in the NBA. When he hit those four three-pointers that he took in the Chicago Bulls game, he starts off seven or seven for this one to keep them in the game. And I don't believe PJ scores in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the biggest quarter that the Hornets would have in this game. PJ, though, I think you have to start there. 23 points, eight rebounds, doing work in the post, doing work on the three-point on the three-point line. Yeah, he's he's been a consistent scoring threat for this team and and an unexpected one, I think. And and what is most unexpected about his game so far this season has been the three-point shooting because that's not something that we saw featured heavily in his time at Kentucky, though he did improve from year 1 to year 2. Uh, Coach Cal kind of known for not letting his bigs shoot threes. So that makes sense. But we were promised by Borrego and others that P.J. Washington had a post game, a low post game, and that they were going to get to it at some point in the season. And I think just how well he was shooting from three maybe took away from that somewhat. But we finally got the debut in game five of P.J. Washington's low post play. And let me tell you, he looks like baby Al Jefferson out there. Just the sweet kisses, the soft half hooks, and, and the moves and grooves to get into the paint. I loved it. All I have to go off of is write-ups and highlights and some video tidbits on Twitter because I was not able to watch this game. <laughs> tidbits, like tidbits? That's a, well, it's a great word, tidbits. It, I mean, that's just a, a funny word, tidbits. I want to use it every single day. I only got to watch video tidbits on Twitter rather than the entire game. And the things that I did see from P.J. Washington, those hook shots. Didn't we get a good comment from Zach Lowe, Doug? It was like the first one ever in a positive way towards the Hornets. I remember we got a Dwayne Bacon write-up last year where he was on fire at the end of the season. Zach Lowe said something good about Dwayne. And I remember it because you remember things that come not very frequently. Positive comments from Zach Lowe about the Charlotte Hornets. But our buddy Zach Lowe likes what P.J. Washington is doing for the Hornets, Doug. What do you got from us from Zach? Yeah, Zach on Twitter saying, I am really enjoying P.J. Washington. Hit one of the softest half hooks you'll see all season last night versus Sacramento. Really versatile, shooting threes well, rolls hard to the rim, defends multiple positions, and looks like a good find so far. So yeah, alerts. Zach Lowe said something positive about the Charlotte Hornets. David Walker texted you and said, you know, he had to hate <laughs> writing that tweet out and pressing send. And I completely agree it with David him. Walker. And, and, and it, 
Oh, I'm sure it did hurt him. Uh, a couple more things before we take our first break with PJ Washington doing a very good job. Malik Monk played well, Doug. This is someone, is, is there any criticism from you on Malik Monk or does this get the Doug Branson stamp of approval? You ready for this? I am. Are you sure? I think so. Malik Monk had a very good game. What? You put very in there. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the sentence enhancer. Hey, listen, he did everything that I was looking for him to do. Well, I've been looking for him to do it for three seasons now, but mm-hmm. he did it last night. He was uh, pulling up from three. He was uh, catching and shooting from three very well. He was putting himself in good positions. He didn't turn the ball over. He was one of the few Hornets not goosing it up to the other team. Goosing Cop- it? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> copyright me, goosing it up, you know, giving it up. It's kind of like giving it up, but it's goosing it up. Goosing it up. Yeah, one turnover for Malik Monk in this game. That was a positive. He just had savvy play. I I mentioned this. I did a little post-game recap uh, on the Patreon page. But there were just a couple of savvy Monk plays. One happened in the second quarter after timeout. They put the ball in his hands. You talked about touches in the last show. He got plenty of them in this Mm -hmm. game. He executed the after timeout play perfectly, drawing a little bit of attention into the corner and then delivering a perfect pass to Terry Rozier, who comes off an off-ball screen and knocks down the three. And then immediately on the other hand, on the other end, he communicates well on a switch. I mean, you could audibly hear him on the broadcast communicating on the switch. That prevented penetration. And then he almost got screened out of the play, but he he ends up drawing a foul instead, which, again, just savvy play by Monk there to prevent De'Aaron Fox from dropping another three-point shot. Just shower me with Monk praise. Bring it all. I can't help it. I mean, I've I've said, like, I want Malik Monk to shut me the hell up. I would mm -hmm. love Malik Monk to shut me the hell up. He, He almost completely shut me up last night no i almost which is hilarious well, no i understand <laughs> you can't almost. you, you got i mean hey, could have scored what, score 18 could have scored 20 yeah <laughs> i'm just saying you could have but it was I one bucket know. short Come why on. did you miss those five shots that he did I completely with you there you know what my favorite part about this time of year is sweater weather leaves on the ground oh and it's threes from downtown that's right for some it's fall season but for the rest of us it's ball season pro and college ball are tipping off and there's no better way to feel a part of the action than to have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot try a parlay for instance if you like a couple of the big favorites this week parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout either way if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win and if you join right now my bookie will double your first deposit you put in $100, they'll give you $100. It's that simple. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate this offer. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's all one word, no spaces, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. There's more on the Sacramento Kings uh, game next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And would, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Sh- shards? No, I would not have. <laughs> That's also a shard. That's also a shard. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Devontae Graham continues to just be stupid out there on the court. I don't know what's gotten into him, but he's incredible. Talking with Rick Bennell the other week or the other day, I should say, you know, he mentioned that Devontae Graham, he, he's not going to win it, 
because there's going to be someone that's a little bit more high profile than him. But I mean, Graham right now could be in the running for most improved player. The, the thing about, you know, giving it to rookies the previous year, I, I kind of with people that don't don't like to give it to sophomore players. But the way that he stepped up, it's been incredible the way that he's improved his shooting percentage so much. I never thought that he was the poor shooter that he was last year. I mean, the numbers in college suggested that that would go up because he was a good shooter all four years in college. But to go, but to be this poised, to facilitate this much, to be this much of a factor, to shoot with this kind of confidence, to shoot it from the hip, you know, 40 feet out, it seems like. It's, it's crazy what Devontae is doing right now. Emptying the clip from the hip. Devontae Graham's playing well, and I'll tell you something. I understand the whole argument about not giving most improved player to a sophomore, but he might force the issue, just like he's forcing the issue on this Hornets team right now in terms of the number of minutes he's playing. He got more minutes than Dwayne Bacon last night. Check the box score. Uh, he, he uh, let's see, what final numbers here? 30, 38? 31 versus... to 25 minutes. Uh, 31 for Graham, 25 minutes for Dwayne Bacon. And Bacon's and, offense continues ahead. to struggle. And I got some numbers coming up on Devontae Graham and how well he's playing offensively. And it's he's forcing Borrego's hand because also he plays well with a Terry Rozier. It, it seems to make Rozier better as well. Yeah, well, and both those guys can play together. Yeah, I, I think bo- we, ha- we talked about this, right? Is it an either-or thing? Or is there an instance where both of these guys can play on the court at the same time? And I think you're seeing both of these guys be effective on the court at the same time. Before we get to Dwayne Bacon, what are some of the numbers that you have on Devontae Graham since he's in the conversation right now? Nine assists last night, 12 points for him, including five rebounds and and a good shooting percentage. Once again, 40% from long range to a five. What other numbers do you have to contribute? Well, so I wanted to do some Halloween costumes. Okay, we can wait for it. You want to wait? Well, I mean, I can get into it now. So I wanted to give some Halloween costume ideas because we're seeing this all over the internet. You saw John Wall dress up as the Joker. A lot of Jokers out there. In a lot fact, of Jokers. I think Carl uh, Anthony Towns was the yeah. Joker. But, you know, David brought this up to me. I don't know what Joker Carl Anthony Towns was trying to go for because he painted his beard blue. He had the face makeup that would make you think it was Dark Knight Joker, but the hair was was the neon green of of the 80s Joker, don't really know exactly where where Carl Anthony Towns was trying to go there. the Jack Nicholson Joker? Yeah, that would be the Jack Nicholson Joker, which I contend is the most evil Joker. And if you want to know why I contend that, go listen to Let the Boys Watch episode one. I I go into a whole thing about that on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash LOH. But so everybody's dressing up as different things. And I've got an idea for Devontae Graham. I say go sexy nurse. Because I'm not sure he's a medical professional yet, but he sure makes me feel good when he steps on the court. According to Cleaning the Glass, <laughs> you like that? According to <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep going. <laughs> according to Cleaning the Glass, <laughs> I like it, Doug. Go. What are the numbers? I like it. He's in the 93rd percentile in points per shot attempt and assist percentage among uh, combo guards. He has a 76.7% effective field goal percentage on pull-up shots. Again, firing from the hip. That's good for seventh in the league. He has a 72% effective field goal percentage on pick-and-roll ball handler plays. So if you think he's just, you know, getting out there in ISO or or just pulling up from, from anywhere, no, he's effectively working the pick-and-roll as well. That's good for fifth in the NBA. That's better than Russell Westbrook. How about that for a tidbit? This all coming 
after an atrocious game against the Los Angeles Lakers, where you have to think those numbers would bring it down, shooting one of 13 from the field. So a couple of good things. One, the numbers are still crazy good, which means he's playing extremely well before and after. But Devontae Graham didn't lose any confidence after that one for 13 game against the Lakers. He comes out against the Clippers and plays really well. And same thing against the Kings. I think that's a positive. I think if you look at this game against the Kings, I don't think you could ask for anything more as a Charlotte Hornets fan. Every individual played well. They won the game. It was by a comfortable margin. The one thing that you could have asked for is Dwayne Bacon. That's the one big negative. Like Miles Bridges, I just, again, by reading Twitter, there were some things that I know people weren't happy with. I think defensively, I think turnovers, he had five. So maybe there were some things with Miles Bridges that people didn't love. But overall, seven of 11, three three-point field goals made. I think that's a good box score, at least. Just the, the one ugly thing you look at when you look at this box score, it's Dwayne Bacon. And it happens again, Doug. I mean, we've been talking about it for so long. And then in the Kings game, he goes one of eight. He only makes one three-pointer. I believe he hit that one three-pointer early. And then he also has three turnovers, two assists, which he hadn't gotten more than three assists all season, and he won't. I mean, this is a this is the worst passer on the team. I Dwayne Bacon, man, he, I just want him to hit shots. And that's the one thing he does is he scores, and he's got the body to defend, but it seems like he's not defending extremely well. If you're going to take that many shots, then you got to hit you got to hit those buckets, and he's just not doing it, and a lot of them are coming at the rim. Yeah, he's clearly in a slump. Uh, he mm-hmm. played really well to end the season last season, and a lot of people thought that would carry over. It clearly has not. You know, Like you said, he doesn't pass a lot, and so you'd like for that turnover number to be at zero. I mean, but he had the ball taken from him at one point. Like, he was at the three-point line, and the, the, the Sacramento defender just took the ball from him. I mean, it was one of, it was one of the most brutal turnovers of a night full of turnovers. Uh, so, you know, that's the thing. It's one thing for a player to slump, but it's another thing for them to slump and do other things like not rebound, not be physical, not defend, not protect the basketball that actively hurts the team during the slump. And I think it's difficult sometimes when, you're, when your offense is so poor to get your head into the rest of your game because you're focused on, all right, I got to get my next opportunity and see the ball go in. Um, but Dwayne Bacon on Twitter, I want to read this tweet here says, keep the same energy, baby. Mm-hmm. We only five games in. Mm-hmm. The slump won't last for 70-something more games. I worked all summer, and I believe in myself. Again, great team win. So he's got the right attitude, I think. I love that tweet. The A couple of things, though. One, he was here all summer. It, we've mentioned this a ton of times on the podcast. It was the guy that seemed to be here more than anybody. And two, keep that same energy instantly reminds me, of Kennedy Meeks telling me to keep that same energy when I criticized him one time. So (laughs) on Twitter, somebody asked me, hey, what do you think about? I think Kennedy Meeks had one good game in summer league. And someone asked me, hey, what do you think the chances of Kennedy Meeks making the roster is? And I probably was a little harsh, I guess. I didn't think Kennedy Meeks would read it, but I don't know if I would have changed it anyway. I don't know. But what I said was we already have one bat. We already have one center that can't play defense. I don't think the Hornets would go after another. Probably, probably a little harsh on my part, but I press send and I put it out there in the Twitter verse and not too long after that, which means that Kennedy Meeks was actively searching his name on Twitter. It happened. Put his name up in the bar and saw blocked my tweet. me one time because I did that. Yeah, he, he tweeted at me and said, keep that same energy, man. Keep that same energy, which by the way, what does keep that same energy mean? I mean, am I supposed to say bad things about you if you're playing well? Because I don't want to. I don't want to say you're playing well if you're playing well. 
But I don't even know what keep that keep that same energy to me. It doesn't mean anything. Like I want to I want to talk good about you if you're doing a good job. I'm sorry, Kennedy couldn't play defense. I'm sorry, Dwayne. You're not hitting shots. I love you, Dwayne. I think it's an easy guy to root for. Second round pick puts in a lot of work. I think one of the easier guys to root for on the team. I don't want to keep the same energy. Change my mind. Top definition on UrbanDictionary.com. When you tell someone to, quote, keep that same energy, unquote, or K-T-S-E, it means keep <laughs> that vibe or momentum you come in at someone with to tell someone to act the way you act in when you see the person again, to tell someone to view you the same way as you did to begin with. I don't want to do that. Keep that same energy, baby. I want you to change my mind. But Dwayne, I'm hoping Dwayne Bacon does make me change my mind and I will come at him with a completely different energy. Hopefully and I'll, I'll say this, I think it's unreasonable to expect Devontae Graham and PJ Washington to both keep this level of offense. You know, maybe they don't fall off dramatically and that would mean some pretty significant things for the Hornets if they don't. If, but but PJ Washington's a rookie. I mean, eventually you suspect that he will hit a wall. Devontae Graham is knocking down threes at an amazing clip. You expect that to some point return to some kind of mean. And hopefully for the Hornets, Dwayne Bacon uh, starts to get out of this slump when that happens. All right, we have a Patreon page where you can support our podcasting efforts and get more Hornets content. Patreon.com slash LOH for just a buck. You can help keep our hive alive. We got Halloween costumes for different Hornets players. That's up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. I believe in you, Bake. This is Locked on Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I, you know, <laughs> I just I spend this some time away from the show, and you're still the same old walker. All right, yeah, <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. A plural noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug all, already uh, gave us the sexy nurse Devontae Graham costume. I was a fan. He's been playing pretty sexy. Not going to lie to you. Hello, nurse. Not a medical professional, but he makes you feel good. That's Devontae. He's trying to be a professional. He's doing a good job. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you have a couple of other Halloween costumes for certain players, Doug. What's the first one you want to reveal? Got to go with MKG, uh, and this is an easy costume to do. Just cut a couple of holes in some sheets and go as a ghost. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for MKG, he's just nowhere to be found at this point. After averaging over 20 minutes per game in his first six seasons, he's only played 10 minutes this season and only entered the game in one of the Hornets' first five. In that game, he did manage to get some shots up, including a three that went in. That'll look good on the percentages. Just and we got a question about this on Instagram. Like, what of our what are our thoughts on MKG not playing Walker in a season where you know defense seems to be at a premium? Nobody else is playing it, and you can't get MKG on the floor. I would get him some run. I really would. And we talked about the MKG three point shot last year, and I think I was clowned for it. But the shots actually, he was shooting. He was shooting a little bit more. 
He was making more shots. It's not like the three-point percentage was god-awful last season. He makes one already this year in the limited amount of time that he's played. I would give MKG some run. If you want to amp up the defense, like James Borrego told us that he wanted to do, if you defend, then you get minutes. You know, MKG's not getting any minutes right now. And I, all, I just go back to that media day. MKG already not being someone that likes talking to the media. But during media day, usually he would give us a couple of comments here and there, and he would sit a while at the podium, certainly longer than he would for the rest of the season. And MKG, when asked about his role, if it had been communicated to him with James Borrego, he said he didn't want to talk about it. He said that he said no comment. He literally said no comment. It's, I it's thought a, it's difficult. I mean, it's yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I feel for him in a sense, but he but in this but at the same time, he didn't evolve. I mean, his his shooting uh, improved, and then unfortunately he had the the injury, and then yeah. it regressed, and the, you know the modern NBA just just left him, um, and they they've got a lot of they've got a lot better, a lot younger options, a lot, a lot of long term options at his position at this point, and that's why he's sitting on the bench. Got a couple other questions from Instagram. We'll get to those tomorrow. So follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. We got uh, producer Katie doing some more stuff for us on Instagram. So uh, check that out. We'll, we'll get to those other two questions. That one about MKG was from Matt. So thanks for the question, Matt. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt. All right, you have another Halloween costume for another Hornets player. Who is that? Hey, Walking Dead season 10. Amazingly, this show has been on for 10 seasons. So I'm going to give a zombie costume to Malik Monk because, baby, he's back from the dead. Oh, I hope he can. I counted him out and he said, keep that same energy, baby. <laughs> I hope. I hope that we have 10 seasons of zombie Malik Monk where he's just going to continue. Uh, he's going to continue to be alive and never go dead again. All right. I got it wrong yesterday. Kind of got it wrong again today by not mentioning it at the top of the show. But we have another voicemail to get to. This is our boy Daniel calling in again. Let's hear what Daniel has to say. Do the message. After the beat. Hey, this is Daniel. Uh, I've got another question. If you had to buy a jersey of one of the current players on this Hornets roster, whose jersey would you buy and why? Thanks. Thanks for the question, question. Daniel. I like it. Doug, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I just want to say you can leave your voicemail for us by signing up for our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash L-O-H. Thanks again to Daniel for the question. Yeah, I'll go first. If I had to buy a jersey today, I'm going P.J. Washington because he's doing it all right now. He's fantastic. I got a number for you on P.J. Washington, too. This is according to pbpstats.com. They do a cool stat called shot quality where they measure what the effective field goal percentage should be for you by where you take the shots. And his so it's essentially expected field goal, expected effective field goal percentage. There we go. I got it out. Uh, and his should be around 0.54, which means he's taking high-quality shots. And his actual effective field goal percentage right now is 67%, which is insane. Like, he is fantastic. <laughs> I'm buying P.J. long-term. Uh, I, I think he's just he's just playing out of his mind right now. And also, it's it would be Washington on the back. And so if, if for some reason P.J. doesn't pan out, you just go to people and say that you have an appreciation for the first president of these United States. The 25 might throw people off, but I'm still here for the excuse if he is off the team. That's the number one thing you need, right? It's staying power with the team. Maybe not so much for other players that if there was a, a one, 
jerseys are weird to me, Doug. I mean, I, I kind of like the obscure jerseys that you don't see a whole lot, but I want them the to NBA have some kind of look. prowess. Yeah, I love the NBA hipster look. That is totally me. I want the guys that aren't the 12-time All-Star. Like, don't give me the LeBron James jersey. Give me the Mo Williams Cavs jersey. I That's want a Lorenzen it. Wright Jaguars jersey from the Sentinel Season 4, Episode 3. Yeah, I would love that jersey as well. Give me the obscure basketball players. I I still think the answer is P.J. Washington because none of these players have reached good enough levels yet to where you should buy their jersey. Yeah, and P.J. Washington, I think, has the best sh shot to reach that level. When you buy a jersey you are essentially making an investment unless you just love a player and you're like, you know what, forget it. I don't care if this guy leaves after a season. I just love him so much. You know, Jeremy Lin probably got a lot of jersey sales in Charlotte because there are people that are such rabid fans of him that cool they just jersey. buy his, right, they just buy his jersey and it doesn't matter. But if, but for a lot of players, you're making an investment. You're saying, hey, I trust that you're going to be here for a long time. And honestly, I would put that trust in P.J. Washington over Miles Bridges at this oh, point. I, sure. I, I don't think that's hot. I think that's correct. I, that's exactly who I would go with. It's PJ Washington. What are some of the coolest jerseys that you've ever had? Have you had that many basketball jerseys in your day? I had a Chris Winkie Florida State jersey uh, that I oh, wore wow. in high school when Chris Winkie was the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers during that unfortunate, what was it, 1-15 season? Mm -hmm. and, and I wore it. And I said, I'm going to wear this jersey to school until Chris Winkie. This was early in the season. I said, I'm going to wear this until Chris Winkie wins another football game for the Carolina Panthers. That was a bad mistake. Did you stick with it? <laughs> well, I started to smell very badly. Yeah, and it 100%. was affecting uh, how I was perceived by others. And I decided uh, to ditch it. I, love, I had a jersey collection as a kid. Loved it all. So a couple of the cool jerseys that I had. I did have an Antoine Walker Celtics jersey, which still works today because of Kimba Walker now wearing number eight with the Ooh. Boston Celtics. Yeah, it works. It's weird. I have it right now. Uh, a Jason Williams Kings jersey. Love that one. I have a Wally Zerbiak jersey for the Minnesota Timberwolves that I absolutely love. I have a Charles Barkley Suns jersey, which isn't exactly the obscure type of guy. Um, I think I have a Jason Terry Dallas Mavericks jersey. My best one. Here's my favorite one. I have a like a second dream team. It wasn't the original, but it was the second dream team. Joe Dumars jersey. USA Joe Dumars. That is an awesome one. Now, what we Probably need to do favorite. is take the people that you have mm -hmm. and, and based on their performance in that season, we should take all of those together and then figure out how many wins that team gets. So Wally Zerbiak, you know, in his prime, had a little stretch there for mm -hmm. the Timberwolves. Oh, I think he was an all-star. I think he got an all-star appearance. I think he did get an all-star bid. And, and Barkley and his son's days, we need to figure out, we need to put that team together and figure out how many wins they get in the NBA. That would be a fun fun thing. I, I do have a collection of Kimball Walker jerseys uh, that I will treasure forever. Just different all-star, uh, different variations that they've had over the years. So I enjoyed that. If I do get another jersey, though, I would probably get Washington in the the classic uh, purple jersey. I may actually do that because I just love those purple jerseys so much. They're the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. I have to go do a taste test at the Spectrum Center. I'll see you tomorrow and tell you all about it. More tidbits. Mm -hmm.